It's Latopia Daily, the web's first daily bulletin about writing and publishing. And now, here's Peter Cox. Okay, it's the end of the week. Time to get things done and dusted. Let's cross straight to Donna for her news roundup. Thanks, Peter. Today's top headline is a little bit shocking to me. An author was forced to hand over materials for a book he was drafting to authorities. The BBC reported that Shiv Malik, who was working on a book entitled Leaving Al-Qaeda Inside the Mind of a British Terrorist, was ordered to turn over his notes to police. The National Union of Journalists and the Sunday Times funded the legal proceedings to seek review of the order. But he was ordered to turn over the materials, pay the government's legal fees, and the court essentially chastised him for wasting their time. This story makes me wonder just how many rights we're going to give up in the interests of battling terrorism. Is fighting for our rights really being reduced to just a waste of time? Well, that's certainly what one of the judges said, and this is what Shiv Malik himself says on the Guardian website. Essentially, if you have information and you withhold it from the police uh, and it's relevant to a terrorist investigation, that in itself is a criminal offence. And it's been hanging over like a scythe over journalists' heads, uh, whether journalists themselves would be prosecuted for simply for not giving this information up to the police. Uh, and so far, I think most of the journalistic community working in terrorism has sort of ignored it. And uh, in some parts, people have. And obviously, I think the, the ethical line is if you knew of anything impending, that, that's not a problem. You go straight to the police. Uh, it's the stuff that's done in the past and people are coming forward. And also, it's that line of people who are not themselves radicals. They're just living in those communities and they're afraid of going to the police because that can come with some detriment to them within their own community. So they come to journalists instead. So that, that's been hanging over. And what the court has said about that, and this is also what's very interesting, is that they've said, we invite the police in this case, and it would seem in any case like this, to uh, grant journalists immunity from prosecution, because the Manchester police have suggested during this court procedure that they might prosecute me under, un, under, for withholding the information in the first place. This next story can only be described as, well, gross. The illustrator, Emily Gravette, who won the Kate Greenaway Medal yesterday, which is the UK's most prestigious children's illustration award, confessed that she used rat urine to yellow the edges of her pages. She also used the rats to chew paper to create texture in the book about a mouse that's afraid of everything. Now, the best part of the article in The Guardian is that one of the judges praised the book's smell texture, humor, and great imagination. Ms. Gravette assures us that the paper the judges saw only had ink on it. I'd be a little worried if I were them. It seems like we've been talking about free speech issues all week, and now we have one coming from our friends in Canada. A Canadian comic faces a human rights tribunal for inappropriate jokes. The National Post reported that a stand-up comic barraged two women with anti-lesbian jokes after they came in drunk and heckled him. The show is billed as Triple X, and he apparently let out just a slew of anti-lesbian jokes and put them in their place, which, okay, you know, not great. But is this going to be another Lenny Bruce being jailed over obscenity? Or is reason and free speech ultimately going to prevail in a country that we Americans tend to think has better judgment than our own? 
Every writer who listens to Latopia Daily dreams of being a best-selling author and signing hundreds of books for rabid fans. I know, I certainly do. But bestseller Janet Ivanovich, who writes the wonderful Stephanie Plum novels, has found that signing books has a downside. She's ending her six-city book tour in a thumb brace. Apparently, signing books for a thousand people a day for five to six hours at a time is bad for your hand. I personally hope she heals fast so she can get back to writing her books, since not too many people can make me laugh as hard as she does. Just a quick run, Peter, through some other stories our listeners can find on The Right Report. We have three stories in honor of Gay Pride Month. There's a picture book giveaway that's celebrating gay marriage in California. The Gayest Book in History. Recommended reading for Gay Pride Month. Please look after this middle-aged bear because Paddington turns 50, A Thousand and One Books to Read Before You Die, 100 Best Reads of the Last 25 Years. I bet some are missing, and some probably don't belong, so our listeners may want to take a look. When 500 new books come out a day, how do you get the coveted media attention? Online best-selling meets social networking. A new publisher wants subversive and cutting-edge first-time authors, so I know some of our listeners probably qualify. Let kids decide which books they're old enough for, according to one writer. Website is dedicated to books that let you sleep at night. Not so much for me, since I'm a Stephen King fan. A new book on how to conduct yourself like Audrey Hepburn. Why Cat Mysteries Are a Worthwhile Subgenre of Mysteries. The new AP Style book came out, and it tells us which words and phrases to use and how to use them, and some words and phrases not to use. A great article about how Stephanie Meyer's success is due to rabid, vociferous fan base that a YA series can build. So hooray for YA. A story on the latest rights deals. The Guardian pushes audiobooks. I think you probably saw that today. Um, agents, publishers side with Hachette in the Amazon Battle of the Buttons. Graphic novels have grown up. Sweet101.com will feature the Grammar Guru. A YA author gives it away on Creative Commons. Well, that's all the news for Friday, Peter at least until Latopia After Dark tonight, which I hope everyone listens to. I hope all our listeners have a great writing weekend. Hmm. Thanks very much, Donna. Links to all Donna's news items on her blog, writereport.blogspot.com. And, of course, show notes on the podcast website, which is podcast.latopia.com. We'll catch you later. Catch Latopia Daily five days a week from www.latopia.com.